there, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Chuckle Sluts, episode 15. Top of the year, like herpes, we're back and we're contagious. My name is Samuel Locke. I'm Shane Burton. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Hi. Christ, dude. I don't want to be associated with fucking <laughs> Bro, I can't even put my name on this shit, bro. Anyway, <clears throat> I'm Shannon Brunetti. <laughs> Uh, I, I miss that. I, I'm the, the ghost of Zach Clapper's past. Um, for those of you that aren't watching online, I shave my face and I look like I'm nine. And a half. Okay. Nine somebody, and one half. Do you need yeah. somebody to go to your Little League game? Maybe. Because your dad went out for a pack of cigarettes and never came back. He wasn't around much anyway. Oh, <laughs> sorry. You, 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 it's you, fine. You do look like you belong in, on like the Sandlot reunion uh, oh, show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, I mean, I also would like that. Normally, like my hair is normal, but I got like a hat on. I look, I look like I'm straight from like a '90s baseball movie, <laughs> for sure. Throw it over here, Dad. I don't know why I'm also like a news caller from fucking 1920. Here, here, get your baseballs. <laughs> Newsies is now both a musical and a baseball film. Oh if I had made it. <laughs> Yeah, there it is. There it is. See, I stand corrected already. <laughs> anyway, uh, this uh, episode is sponsored by nothing and nobody because we're still looking for sponsors in the world. So if you want to be one of our sponsors, <laughs> uh, please contact chucklepodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Like, uh, that pitch works, but it does kind of make us make <laughs> it sounds a little pathetic. We're sponsored by fucking nobody. We're poor. <laughs> Help me, I'm poor. Help me. Help me make it to another day. It's kind of funny. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> with, with that being said, we're going to jump into uh, our first segment, which is always and forever, The World Doe. Uh, and let's go ahead and get started with Shanana-na-na-na-na. So I read uh, news from the top of the year. There is a Massachusetts state representative that is petitioning hardcore to get a state official dinosaur. Not only is this awesome, I mean, who's heard of this? Apparently 12 other states have state dinosaurs and I had absolutely no fucking clue that they have state dinosaurs. You know, do we have one? I don't know. Fuck, that would have been great for me. It would be good intel to have for sure. California State Dino. I, we just started. We do. Out. It's called the August Nolophus Morrissey. That's, that's a very long word. Alphabet soup right there. Yup. And it was officiated in 2017 by Jerry Brown. Oh. Hey, hey. The, the real pressing issues right there. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, this guy wants a hard, like hardcore dinosaur, state dinosaur, like a state flower. Uh, d- did he say what one he wanted? Is- so he has a petition for two. So the uh, residents of Massachusetts can vote on, I'm going to apologize for all of the messed up I'm going to be saying because it's a really long one. You bet, you bet. Oh, goodness. Archaeologists are going to be pissed. All the archaeologists that listen. I apologize, but if you want to sponsor us, please. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so the first one, it's two two uh, dinosaurs that were actually found in the state. So the first one is the Podocas... Pod- oh my god. Podocasaurus. It sounds like Pokesaurus, but I, I want to say Pokemon, but it's not. It's uh, Podocasaurus holly can... Kansas? 
poliokensis. Poke, oh Jesus. All right, we're going to forget that one. It means swift-footed lizard of uh, Holyoke, which so you said, was- Did you say swift-footed lizard of the Holyoke? Swift-footed lizard. So- <laughs> like, that I sounds mean, like an order of lizard people that live under New York. <laughs> we are the swift-footed lizards of the Holyokes. Like, <laughs> they're the ones that have been infecting our democracy. Basically, so they're trying to pay tribute to their lizard, uh, the lizard hordes. <laughs> by um, apparently, this dinosaur was discovered in 1810 by Minion Talbot, who was apparently the first woman to name and describe a dinosaur, according to the uh, representative. Anyway, um, the next one is oh please, oh god, this is just horrible. It should just be a segment me trying to pronounce dinosaur names. Oh god! All right, we'll put it's, it on our OnlyFans. Uh, <laughs> oh god, Ankylosaurus polyzelis actually that one's easier that first one was murder it means much sought after near lizard which was discovered in 1855 in springfield so they have these two dinosaur varieties that they get to vote on to be their official state dinosaur yeah i have one main question who is naming like the layman names for these shitty dinosaurs like what happened to like triceratops like your your normal one word dinosaurs when it's like the like raptor clawed bullhorned face lizard. It, like, it's, just, <laughs> it's, just, it's just a bunch of Rosses, man. It's just a bunch of Rosses just naming that's, things all day. That's super weird. Uh, <laughs> I feel like we should get into this and look up or make up some dinosaurs, go to states that don't have them, and just start petitioning. Just see if we can get <laughs> a random fake dinosaur. I, we will make a Wikipedia page, and most state senators, senators are dummies. And we could trick oh them God. into naming a state dinosaur that we does made up. Does Tennessee have one? Tennessee surely doesn't have a state dinosaur. They don't believe in them. How can you have dinosaurs? Never put them in the ground. This world's 7,000 years old. I want to I wanna go back to something that, that Shannon did say, though. I, I really like the idea of a state Pokemon. I think yeah. that would get a lot more <laughs> traction than a state dinosaur. <laughs> I like yeah. it. I like, but I don't know if it would get... The, the rules be, it can only be the first 150, none of these like trash Pokemon that exi- it has to be the first one. Oh, so we can't have the Alola freaking executor that looks like a palm tree. <laughs> I mean, that, that could be Hawaii's Pokemon, state Pokemon. It makes Wait, sense. Executor is, is there a different executor now? No, there's Executor no, was in the 151. It was it was an OG. Yeah, no counts. Uh, there's Executor. Well, there's, I, for sure. There's Execute and Executor, which was the palm tree, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, is it Executor? Executor? That makes it sound Executor? way more intense. Executor. Yeah. No. Executor. Executor. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Executor. <laughs> anyway, that's the, that's the state uh, Pokemon for Hawaii. That makes obvious sense. <laughs> if 100%. It, if for us, it'd probably be Magmar. Just because of oh, how man, balls man. deep heart hot it is all the time here. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Let us know. What about true Texas. true <laughs> Yeah, that is armadillo land. Fucking Sandshrew. <laughs> Get out of here, you armadillos. We know how I feel about them. <laughs> anyway, if it, let us know your state Pokemon in the comments down below. If you're watching this on the YouTube, I would love to know. <laughs> or make up a cool dinosaur name. I still just make yes. up fake dinosaurs now. I didn't know you could just name them like whatever willy nilly like that. Very, supposedly it's latin maybe it's a scale bubble foot lizard like <laughs> you don't what do you there's so many options i love it every everything scientifically named has to be done by by latin like they actually have like a whole naming convention for things which i think is really weird and dumb because it's like okay who speaks latin anymore like just 
dumb this shit down for us, homie. <laughs> I thought you said, and it's dubbed. And I was like, that's brilliant. <laughs> like, dub it in English, and they do, like, a naming convention? Yes. That is really funny. Actually, I think they do. Hold on, wait. I think they, I think they actually do. They'll, they'll give you, like, the Triceratops name, and in parentheses, they'll put the, the actual, like, full horrificus Tastinicus name or something. They typically do that. So they do dub it, which I think is actually kind of awesome. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm down, and I would I I'd watch a <laughs> naming convention on Funimation fully dubbed. <laughs> it, can I jump in next? Because mine actually yes. weirdly yes. is connected to yours. Oh man! <laughs> so I have just stumbled across the most beautiful drama about the Colorado River Toad, um, also known as uh, oh, yeah. the Buffo and Nicky. How do you? Come back to me. <laughs> Buffalo Alvarez is the name of this toad. Uh, and this toad is a very sacred toad. So I watched this whole documentary. It blew my mind. Uh, it was started about DMT. And so you can harvest a bunch of stuff. If you, people don't know, it's a heavy, a really intense hallucinogen. Uh, but it can be harvested out a bunch of stuff. But for like thousands of years, Native Americans in the Southwest have been like milking this Colorado River toad. And it, it secretions, it creates like a venom that creates pure... DMT. And so you just dry out the venom and, and then you smoke the dried venom off whatever you dried it off of and you trip balls. Uh, and originally it was spiritual, but now it's like, it's becoming an issue. So apparently there's a lot of drama because so many like hipster kids have found out about this toad and they're just roaming the monsoon season in Arizona and Texas, just <gasps> fucking up the toad population. No. And Bufa virus is, is dying. And there's a Bufa virus convention that happens every year. And it's all like shamans and weird hippie kids. And they just, they go and they like preach love and, and tripping balls. And, and they are really, really worried. And there's like, a, there's a whole issue about people over harvesting this toad. And it's, it blew my mind that there's, there's conventions where they're your labufa. I, I'm annoyed at white kids gentrifying drugs. I yes. think <laughs> like that's, that's how I see this in a nutshell. It's just white kids gentrifying drugs and it's really dumb and I mean, what do you explain <laughs> yourself? Explain. What do you mean gentrifying the drug? They just, they're it's milking a toad, bro. Like, they just want to get high. I know, but what I'm saying is that I don't mean gentrification in the traditional sense. It, uh, I mean it in the sense that white people are coming in and ruining this thing for people who otherwise find it as a spiritual, like a legitimate spiritual thing, not like a, oh, let's get high at sure. like Birdie Man on Toad. I mean, that's like, it's- that's Big Man on Toad. I, so I'll give it this. I do, I do, I like, it is sad that there is a, a toad species that is now like endangered because of people over harvesting it for its milk poison. Um, but so I guess I can, cause you can make DMT synthetically now. You can do the exact same thing, totally synthetic. So I, yeah, like all the shitty white kids in college, just buy it synthetic. <laughs> you don't need to milk a toad. Call up your guy, get it in a bag. You don't need to like suck <laughs> on a toad. we're not telling you to go smoke trucks. No, we're not. But DMT, we're not. <laughs> No, no. Smoke plants. Smoke plants. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, d and it's naturally harvested. Just saying, it's not even illegal in most places. Um, probably should be. <laughs> that, uh, makes, also, that makes the way yeah, to go. I'm going to pull away from this Joe Rogan experience here. But it is, it's just, I found it super interesting that there's the, we've, we've over-milked the Bufo Alvirus. <clears throat> I feel bad for the toad, man. Yeah. 
poor Toad's just trying to live his life. Yeah. Fuck some bitches, get some money, you know. Yeah. Work. <laughs> just, just little lady Toads, you know. <laughs> uh, Normal. I take a weird time. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, th- I have two to the world those. One, one's more personal, one's not. Well, you're going to start with the not personal one. Uh, so I want to talk about uh, Jake Paul. <laughs> We're going back into this. We are. Oh, Jesus. So over the, over the holiday, uh, I wish I could have, I really wish I could have said this like when it broke, but he's actually going to fight Mayweather. It's an actual thing there's an actual date it is february 20th on social media and ha huh, i are, are they gentrifying boxing is that no not this side this <laughs> actually is, i feel like this is more like somebody gentrifying something than anything else this is a youtuber coming in and being like i can do it too oh god I, um, think, I think what annoys me the most about this is that he's got this unbelievable undeserved sense of accomplishment like bro you have fought two rounds i think or three rounds you lost one and you think you could go up against i thought his first fight went into like round seven and they came in a decision um no i think uh he he fought against ksi twice once he lost one he won and then there was another battle or another fight that i think was by decision but Mm -hmm. i'm I'm just sitting there like bro you're about to go up against D d champion like yeah. Capital D champion. And like I'm, the only chance he, I feel like he has it because he he's a way bigger human than Mayweather. But I don't think it'll matter. Doesn't wait, Mayweather have like six different weight belts? Well, he, weight weight's not going to matter because all that weight's going to do is slow him down anyway. Like, I mean, so like I mean, there's no way I'd <laughs> maybe. I mean, because I I can I don't think I'd win a fight with Mayweather ever in a million billion years. But I feel like I could take more hits from him than I could from like a big ass giant like a heavyweight or a middleweight kind of guy. Because you know, there's just there's just more meat to throw at somebody. Mayweather wins fights because he punches you seven thousand times in a match. But a heavyweight it knocks you out because he gets one lucky shot and hits you in the fucking butt. Well, we, we've we've talked about it before. He's yeah. a technical fighter. He's not a he's not a beat you down fighter. He's just a He's a dip dive, you know, punch when he can guy. Yeah. And and the dodge, thing is, dip dive, dip dive, yeah. dip dive, duck and dodge. Dip, dip. What? And and the thing is that 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 makes me laugh even harder is that he, even his brother's like, you're gonna get fucked up, and I'm gonna t- get tell everyone that you're gonna get fucked up. And the weird thing, he's like, well, I'm the better fighter. Why am I not doing it? I'm like, is that a sense of jealousy? I hear, like, just a little bit from your brother. Like, hundred oh, <laughs> percent. I say throw them both in the ring and just put two other fighters in there and then just like go Coliseum their ass. Rome, yeah, bring back in, Rome. Make it a cage match. Just throw yeah. them all in there and throw see what happens. Throw them in the lion while you're at <laughs> it. Like, just get them off the planet. Just, or, be, just, or better yet, have both brothers in the ring fighting each other. It's a win-win for everyone. At least one goes down. <laughs> I love that. I love that yeah. so much. And, and that, yeah, go at it, kids. Yeah, and dummies. Death. And the best part about it is, I, I guarantee you that if what, what, whoever wins or loses, neither of them are going to talk to each other again. <laughs> They're going to hate each other for the rest of their lives over it. The brothers uh, or Floyd Mayweather? No, the brothers. Oh, brothers. Jake Paul. No. Yeah. I've fought, I have, I've, I'm fought with almost everyone I love, and you get closer, man. It's fine. I mean, I guess when like $50 million on the line, that's a little different. If like my sister beat me up and is like, bitch, now you're poverty. And I'd be like, Ugh. also, that's not how you use that word. 
Just anyway, kidding. so that's happening. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's happening February twentieth. Uh, I'm not going to miss it. That's going to be some Super Bowl shit level thing that I'm going to watch. Um, and then the second thing I want to talk about before we move on really quick is actually updates uh, from one of our other The World Those, and that would be uh, about Earth 2 IO, uh, or as Tinfoil Boy down there calls it, The Matrix. Uh, I call it a scam. I call it Capitalism 2.0, defeated once again. Well, here's, fucking tools. Here, here's, here's the thing. They, oh, no. They're actually going more towards Ready Player One than they are The Matrix, which I'm kind of down for. Uh, and I went ahead and invested, actually. I said, you know what? I want to check it out. I put in initial 200 bucks in like a week. I made a thousand in net worth. Uh, and so I put in more and now I have 3,500 in net worth. And it's crazy, the growth, because it got famous on TikTok. Like and all these TikTok people are running towards her too. And uh, it's becoming like a whole ecosystem now. And it's got a life of its own. And it's got a huge community, like a very rabid community now. It's really fascinating. Good thing your TikTok attention span is really long. I'm sure this isn't a bubble. Oh, man. The thing is, they actually designed it where it can't be a bubble because um, essentially the economy stays within itself. You can't just sell things. You have to sell it to the next person. So you can't actually – it doesn't reduce in value unless literally no one buys, and that will never happen. So it actually – it, it actually will hold the debate hold this with you on a different in a different time i will debate the shit out of that because i think you are being very optimistic about this like virtual fake capitalism that is happening <clears throat> i think y'all are getting taken advantage of and i think it's not about people not buying it's about people not giving a fuck here in a little bit like that's that's more what i'm saying especially with the with the quantum computing coming in you think that's going to be the only one like there's going to be a million of these like online digital worlds you can live in once we get to a point where we can instantly transfer like a hundred tri- terabytes of data through quantum computing sure but the thing is we're, you, it's a proprietary network and software and idea so i don't imagine anyone can just easily take it but we'll see what happens i'm not investing in anything i wouldn't invest in but right now i'm pretty optimistic about it uh i'm not i'm not going to send you guys to go do it you you decide if you want to do it but uh so far positive results uh, we're gonna move on from the world though and we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna jump in to uh get wrecked uh, it makes it sound so intense it is it, it's so intense i mean i don't like being in houses you know because we're intense that's good it's like a fire in the circus we're like we're like fucking outside it's gonna be way too long to get that one yeah you know the difference in a good joke and a bad joke timing <laughs> My favorite dad joke ever. Oh, I love it. Leave my puns alone, you dick. <laughs> um, yeah, you lead off. Go ahead. You're the last, last time. Uh, sure. So in terms of getting getting wrecked, um, please say Earth 2. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. I actually, I lost mine, but I know Shannon has one, so I'm going to yeah. pass it over okay, to Shannon. Yeah. Um, so mine's one of my favorites. Uh, Japanese animated movies from uh, the 90s, literally the last year of the 90s. Perfect Blue by Satoshi Kon is one of my favorite fucking movies ever. It's a masterpiece. Um, I always rewatch it like once a year. I'm just like, oh, chef's kiss. It's about kind of like, it's like a psychological thriller, but also dealing with like um, 
mental health and the uh, idol industry within Japan. It revolves around a girl who is a pop star turned actor and having to try to reinvent herself and also like dealing with like public pressure and like everyone's idea of what she is and her own self-image. And it's just turns into this kind of like crazy, sometimes psychedelic, like mental fuckery, but it's beautiful. <laughs> it's a beautiful, beautiful it's, mess. It's also like a, like a horror movie. Yeah. It's core. Like it is genuinely frightening sometimes. It's scary. Uh, same as with a uh, Paprika and um, Golden mm-hmm. Bat, like the other ones he did. All the Satoshi oh. Kon's movies yeah, are great. They're, they're so intense. Also, side note to another movie he did, Millennium Actress, wasn't horror, but I don't know if you guys have seen that one either. I've I've heard of it. It it was around, I think, like Anime Expo 2002, like a long time ago. Yeah, it's, I think the only one that's less horror and more dramatic, it's about a woman who's trying to find this man... Uh, she meets him during World War II, and he says he's going to come back, but he's kind of like resisting against uh, the Japanese government and kind of how fascist they are and everything. And so she sees he's a photographer, so she ends up becoming an actor to try to find him again. And dude, like, I'm not going to spoil the ending because you got to watch it, but like, I fucking cried, man. It's so beautiful and just like heart wrenching because like wartime Japan and like this whole woman's life, and it's just like, oh my god. So it's called Millennium Actress. Yes. Is it like is it like Grave of the Fireflies bad? It's like it's different, but like she she like it, she dies as an old woman, but like you find out like the tragedy that was her life type of thing. I see. Yeah. That's but right. I'm not gonna I'm spoil like what happens, but it's just like I'm just like oh, what? What? Yeah. Have I have I recommended No Man's Sky yet? I think that was like your first one. We've talked about it on here for we, sure. We've talked we definitely talked about it. If we if we've talked about it, I don't need to talk about it again. So I'm gonna jump into the outer worlds instead. Uh, so the outer worlds is uh, it's basically Fallout in space. Um, but it's like and when I say Fallout, I don't mean like Fallout 4 where you don't really have a choice, but like uh, more like Fallout 3, Fallout New Vegas. It's made by the same guys who made Fallout New Vegas. And uh, if you, it's more like a nostalgic piece game than anything else. Like if you really miss uh, the way that, you know, you can kind of be the good guy or bad guy pretty much anywhere sort of thing, it's really good. And one thing that they did here that they didn't do in Vegas is deep lore, like super in-depth lore. And I love that about the game. Like every per- like every person that you talk to has like a super in-depth discussion tree about the world around, about the different corporations that own everything. Um, essentially you're like this kind of freelancer and you're, you're trying to make your way towards uh, uh, being allegianced to a, a corporation. And each corporation is super shitty in a way, shape or form. Uh, and you're just trying to figure out where your colonists went because you, you came off of, of a super late ship. Um, I haven't gotten through it all the way yet, but it's so beautiful. It's, it's like a very pretty game. Um, it's very short, though, uh, which is kind of a drawback, and a lot of people were complaining that it's, um, it's a little short for what it's worth, but uh, I think you can get it for $29.99 now, which I would say is about right for, for a game like that. Um, just don't try and speed ride. Someone speed ran through it in like 13 minutes. Uh, <laughs> it's that, it's that I'm going to fucking stab you. Um, but yeah, it's, it's super. Sorry, I thought I muted myself. Oh, you're good. <laughs> I apologize. 
But anyway, the, the game is super funny. It's got so much funny dialogue. Like, I had an argument with a guy in a giant moon helmet, and I don't want to go into it, but basically he's lived his entire life in this helmet. He went to college to do this job. <laughs> so fucking great. Uh, I highly recommend this game. You can get on Switch. You can get on PC. Uh, it's a gem. It's an absolute gem. Uh, go play it. And we lost Zach. <laughs> Milton! Milton! Hi, Zach. Hi. Hi, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. It's all good. Um, You're up. <laughs> uh, I fucking love the 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 Outer Worlds. I only, I've still only played like five minutes of that game. I loved every second of it. And then my buddy it's moved so out of my house and took his place or his Xbox I was playing it on. Uh, play play it on uh, a PC or, or even Switch if you have it. It's literally like thirty bucks. It's 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 worth the buy. Oh, for sure. I just I haven't I'm I've been so out of the video game world. Like ever since Cyberpunk and that all that shit happened because I bought Cyberpunk and then I still haven't played it because I can't get a PS5. I just haven't played any video games. But Outer Worlds is on that list. I love and that's what what you mean. I love that you said it's all about like with the lore. I love digging into like going deep in the lore. I was one of those weird Skyrim kids who like sometimes I wouldn't even do good with my character and I was just like, Can I read the books? I read the books, man. That's yeah, that's super rad. So am I up? Yep. yep. All right. I'm gonna go with some literature. Uh there's a book series by Garth Nix called uh, the Abhorson Trilogy. It's Sabriel, Lyriel, and Abhorson. These, uh, it is a incredible series. It's like intensely high fantasy, totally fantastical world, super weird, but it deals with like these necromancers who they, they utilize their power through music in a lot of ways. Like the main character, Sabriel, she goes through the books and throughout the series, she gets to like a, a what looks like a bandolier, but rather than like bullets or weapons, it's full of little bells. And each bell has like a different specific power that she's able to utilize and become like sort of more in tune with as she goes along. And it is just a mind blowing, like out there kind of read that I, I really, really loved. It was one of my first like really like weird, I guess, cause I guess it's in like the YA uh, genre, yeah. um, but it is phenomenal. I really, uh, if, if anybody needs like a, Something that's not like way like in the news right now because you know like the Three Crows series is really big. I'm reading that right now. Actually, it's really good. And the Bones and or the one I talked about last time, but this book uh, came out probably 20 or the whole series like 20, 25 years ago, and it's fucking rad. It is really cool. And between like necromancy and a really cool like set of talking pets, like all her the girls, like, all her animals just kind of talk to her. They don't really explain a lot. A lot. It's pretty cool. Um, but it's yeah, it's a fun series. It's a fun, good high fantasy series that will take you somewhere new, rather than this dreary world we live in today. Oh, the mopes, the drearies, mm-hmm. the dreariest. That's why we read to go away. <laughs> well, uh, I guess we'll move on to our collective favorite segment, which would be celebrity D and D sheets. For sure. For those who don't know or just catching on or kind of forgot, this is where we take our celebrities of the world and we turn them into D&D characters with absolutely hilarious results. Uh, in the past, we've had uh, Murder Choir Kanye West. We've had Gypsy God. Uh, uh, Stevie uh, Nicks. Stevie Nicks, thank you. And actual literal 
Elon Musk. <laughs> Which was really cool. Uh, I still, I can't wait to butcher you all with Kanye and his science. So excited. Damn. So today we're going to do one that I think is such a wild card, and I'm, I'm glad this was thought up of, uh, Mickey Rourke. Uh, I'm so pumped about this one. <laughs> I, but it, I, it just came up with like a flashbulb. I'm like, there's so much we could do with this. Uh, and, and to be clear, we want to, we wanted to do, well, actually, no, we'll, we'll build the accident into his story. And I think it's going to be brilliant. Uh, <laughs> I let's, let's talk about race and class, shall we? <laughs> Well, go throw the like explain the accident because I know he got an accident. I don't know. Okay, so, so before back, we go into this, yes, yeah. So back in the '90s, I think, or maybe even the 2000s, uh, he got into an accident. He looked really cool, really not like you know Hollywood bound. Uh, suffered a horrific accident and kind of messed up his face quite a bit, but um, it actually helped his career and kind of turned him into a completely different person in terms of like how he gets casted. And so now he kind of plays bad guy roles. Like he was great in The Wrestler. It didn't really slow down his career very much, which is great. Uh, but the, the look he gives is so unique that I think it deserves a place in our D&D universe. I think it was a motorcycle accident. I completely agree. I, and, and I think he like, he, cause he's he definitely such a character. Like every role he plays, especially in the last like 10 years is always this like, while he's an older guy right now, he's still this like ancient badass. He's like, it's truly terrifying whenever he gets his growly voice in. So like, I, I mean, I would go race either like Goliath or <clears throat> even like half orc. <laughs> I was gonna say Ogre Barbarian sounds like mm-hmm. right up his fucking alley. Cause he's a big yeah. fucking dude and he's always played big fucking dudes. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I would just like, I mean, Ogre, I mean, that fits like in the monstrous classes. Um, and they're, cause they're less intelligent. And I feel like he can still pull off like the being like an old, like like almost like a warrior monk, like barbarian. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for sure. Either like a barbarian or some kind of like intense fighter class. Sure. Maybe like a, a gladiator. That's a subclass of the fighter now, I think. Yeah, I, I think of it as more like a like if he's like kind of like a Wolfgar character or or a Logan Nine Fingers from the Joe Abercrombie universe. Like there's so like because because he definitely would have like a I wouldn't say necessarily I wouldn't say necessarily intelligence but cunning, which I think is it's it's its own intelligence. It's not like a book smart thing, but it's more like chess. Like I see him playing chess in his head when he's fighting somebody. Sure. Would you think Mercenary. he's like a mercenary? Ooh, I like that actually. I really yeah. like him being like going with like the accident. Maybe he got like kind of like shamed. Like he was like a great warrior for some country, and then was like horribly defeated, like absolutely mm-hmm. wrecked, and it like tore him up. And he was shamed out of his country. Maybe they had like a very like honor bound country that led Ooh. like oh, if you were a warrior defeated, you were excommunicated from the army. Oh. And so then he's like on a path. Like he's almost like almost like a Ronin out there just doesn't really have like a, a, a country to call his own anymore maybe he was like tricked someone poisoned him is the only reason he lost the battle and he's just out for vengeance and he's just mad takes out fucking takes out uh, mercenary contracts and whatnot so he could have he been part of the lord's alliance and then during like a like gladiator type fight or whatever during a war or whatever between like 
northern countries. He could have gotten fucked up, and then maybe he joins the Zentarum. Yeah. After, because like, he was a goody two shoes, and then he got fucked up, and now sure. he's ugly, and no one will take him. Okay, so with all that being said, I'm thinking to myself, like, so we have a, a, a Rodin aspect, a mercenary aspect, so he's kind of like a fallen samurai barbarian, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. So, okay, a very complex character, a very complex backstory. What would you say his, his, his allegiance would be, or his, his uh, like, is he chaotic neutral i think chaotic neutral definitely with like with this backstory i think he's really like fallen off and now now he just like he's just his own cause like maybe during the fall like when he fell like he lost not only his status but also like his lands and his family so now he just is completely on his own lives for himself lives to survive lives to fight it's just pure chaotic neutral side side note why is so if why is um why is it good neutral and evil neutral a thing? Like, I feel like... What do you mean? Well, because we have chaotic good, we have, like, true neutral, then we have chaotic evil, but we don't have, like, neutral good, neutral yeah, evil. we do. We 100% do. We do? Uh, it is, there's a nine-part chart. There is good, or there's good, lawful chaotic, or lawful neutral chaotic, and then good neutral bad. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. My brain's fried today. I've, yeah, because you can day. just be good. Like you can just be neutral God. Where it's like, no, like I just I like to do the right thing. I don't give a shit about the God tier, and I also don't like murder anyone the moment somebody like like yells at an old lady. Um, we'll see. In that case, I thought it was lawful good, and then chaotic good, neutral good, and neutral evil. So wait, yeah, no, you're see, right. You're right. I would, <laughs> I would actually see him more as neutral evil then, because it's one of those things where if he's fallen from grace and he doesn't give a shit about anyone or anything, like a, a literal like orphanage could be burning, he would turn the other way and go, "Not my fucking problem." I mean, he's not going to like do anything to make the situation worse, but he's also not going to help the situation either. I would think he'd be neutral evil. Well, that's getting into the philosophical understanding of like whether you want to risk your life to go run into that building. Does it make you a bad person to not do that? Because like in the neutral aspect of the chaotic neutral, like it's just a not give a fuck. But if you're evil, like he would have, he would have like lit the fire. So I mean, this is more of like a philosophical difference of those two things. Because and I also don't, I don't think he would be like awful. I think he would be when I say the like chaotic neutral, like I think he might go save those kids. Like because maybe. Like, just because he was shamed and runs off and he hates, like, now the aristocracy or, like, the people from his lands or hates, like, the schemers and the, the money makers and the grubbers, uh, he, that doesn't necessarily mean he wants to also, like, to burn down buildings and shit. Like, I, I would have him just roaming around as just this wandering warrior that, like, doesn't have a home, doesn't have a place, but maybe since he lost, like, his family or lost all his things, like, he doesn't necessarily want to do evil. He just... He's the, he's the Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah, he's like the Mandalorian. He's just kind of doing his fucking thing. Like, he'll do good if he needs to. He'll do bad if he has to. Like, mm-hmm. uh, Actually, he would have been a great casting for Mando. No, he would have. Yeah. I would have older. I would have I liked him in it. I don't... Wait, wasn't... Didn't... No, that was Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte yeah, played yeah. the other guy. I mixed them up. I have spoken. <laughs> <laughs> um... But I think I mean he I think he's too old now to play the actual Mandalorian. But I would have loved to see him as a character. In the movie. Sure, mm-hmm. I'm saying I would like I would love to see him as a Mandalorian. Maybe like an older, wiser, like let me teach you, let me show you the way kind of Mandalorian. That'd be dope. No, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, 
so how would we use them in our in like the sort of quest that we've kind of been so theoretically building mercenary like he could either be someone that we go again like let's say you piss somebody off in your campaign and they get like hired this guy gets hired to go against you or it could be you know maybe he's hired to be somebody's like you know right hand man in whatever kingdom I think he'd be hired to be somebody's like bodyguard in like a kind of like shitty environment. I think he would be more opportunist than anything else. So I think on some days he's a great ally to have and other days, like you just curse the day he was born. Like, and you don't know, you don't know until the moment of, it's basically like a Targaryen, flip a coin, see what happens, you know? And, and, and I love that, um, uncertainty about a character like that i think that like like it's one of those moments where the moment you see him your your butt puckers just a little bit going oh fuck where where is he gonna be in this campaign <laughs> you know <laughs> i like that i i think if if like so if, if i were to use them like if i were running the game i would especially if like we sort of run on this backstory i would have him kind of always be against people in power at least like if he does have one thing that he adheres to i would say like he, w- he wouldn't like the organization of those things. Like he wouldn't like warlords and all those people. So I'd, I'd probably kind of switch to where like, he's not a bodyguard. I'd say like a, like a noble hires you two to go kill this wandering warrior and says like, oh, he's awful. He's been like killing children and like eating babies. And then you have to go fight him. And then you find out like his backstory and then you can choose like, do we take the bounty and kill this guy even though he's not necessarily a bad guy or do we join up with him and go fucking melt down a kingdom that wronged him? That would be like, that puts you in like a quandary. Dude, what do you, what do you do? I'd say burn, uh, burn King's Landing to the ground. Eat the rich. (laughs) Eat the rich. Basically basically his preferred enemy is the aristocracy. I, Mm -hmm. I love that. Just plus two to anyone who's rich. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. Someone was, uh, I saw, where was it? It was either like a t-shirt or a meme or something, but somebody said blue shell, the rich. And it, <laughs> I was like, done. Sign me up. I'll invest in that. Blue it's shell. Be- blue shell, the rich man. They're too far ahead. Shoot that magic shell at them. Back of the pack. You've had your fun long there's, enough. There's someone who made like an entire like think piece about how uh, Mario Kart is essentially the perfect economy because of the blue shell and because of the lightning bolt where mm-hmm. it's like every everyone ha- even if you're at the back at the last lap you still have a chance to get ahead and that's yeah. the perfect that's the perfect way to, that capitalism should work <laughs> <laughs> that's, I dig it I'm all about it uh, it's not, not like the free hand, like the laissez-faire, the, the free hand economy. It's like the master hand economy. It's like the Nintendo. That, I got I got a master hand for it. Right here. Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'm I'm all about it. He that'll be such a fun. What if the Lord that shamed him was evil Kanye in this? And so or he, actual Elon. I gotta Musk. stop telling you the ideas that I might use in this game. <laughs> Yeah, because I could, I would happily use him as a catalyst to lead you two into the Sirens Islands. I'd like to have one of the um, players be like a, an orphan or whatever, mm-hmm. and then suddenly like this, like have this guy be their father and not know, and him not know <laughs> because they're uh, like it's like not like the bard thing where like all their bastards walk in the bar, but it'll be like. Yeah. Maybe like maybe they both survive, or maybe in his dying breath he recognizes whatever character player, and they're like, "Oh right. god, okay. it's Get- my dad." But his face is so fucked up, I can't tell. It's my dad. <laughs> okay, so 
And, and on top of that, we have a Gimli Legolas connection between him and actual Elon Musk. Obviously, oh. obviously he's rich as fuck, but he's also kind of cool. So they're kind of begrudgingly down to hang out with each other. <laughs> That's or like maybe they like owe each other a favor from their past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're like, yeah. I mean, I kind of owe you a blood debt, but also fuck you, Elon. <laughs> it's like I hate you. You're rich, but you're you also amuse me. I guess I'll keep you around. <laughs> yeah. No, that that's gonna be fun. I like that. I, I'm all about this wandering warrior. Side note uh, about actual Elon Musk. Do you guys remember Legend of Korra, that like whole metal bending city that could like fold up into like a like a, a like a metal yeah. pyramid? I imagine that Elon Musk has like a like a steampunk ass <laughs> contraption to like have like a metal walled pyramid city in D and D because he's like this crazy artificer. <laughs> I just popped in my head right then. That it's being built right now. It, yeah. That is in the headcanon here for our mm-hmm. the game that we have not made yet. It's <laughs> going to happen. <laughs> so, it's just the 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 Lotus City that just like unwraps for you when you get close. Yep. I I, I have to talk about one thing before we move on. I, I had a a critical fail moment over the holidays. I was playing, and it's so dumb. I have to talk about it really quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, I have a friend of mine. We both kind of play the same way in terms of DMing. Uh, we're both trap mm-hmm. masters. And uh, so the game was we're in a, a, a maze of mirrors. Uh, if you, Essentially, they're so fragile, they break really easily. And if you, mm-hmm. uh, if you break it, they, the, the glass essentially turns into little magic missiles and will uh, uh, scratch you for one. You know, not a big deal. My dumb big ass... <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to be really careful about it. I end up uh, slipping on a dex check. I run into one mirror and I just kind of domino my way through breaking a shit ton of mirrors. Oh, <laughs> and I end up with uh, negative 230 damage. And That's instant death. If you double your damage, you instant die. What ended up happening was not, because what he didn't say is not only are the mirrors a thing, but there's also trap mirrors uh, uh, on the floor. No, and no. I got stuck in a pit that went like three stories down and like 10 shards in. So he's like, yeah, you're super dead. <laughs> yeah, you're ribbons, bro. That's not good <laughs> oh at all. Oh, God. Although he just got turned into little meat pieces. Although he said on the, on the positive side, your, your group can now see the exit. Over, <laughs> over your dead ass corpse. <laughs> it happens, man. Sometimes you just nuke yourself and you're just done. It's like, all right, cool. So you want me to go outside and burn this character sheet? Neat. <laughs> Let's no, make a new one. <laughs> and the worst part is he is so anal retentive about like, take your sheet, rip it up, get the fuck out. He's that kind of person. Get the fuck out. And I'm like, dude, this sucks. He's like, well, if you want to join in uh, the next round, because we have this, we have a, a format that we use called um dungeons and death runs and basically the point it's it's a rogue game like you would uh, 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 an app kind of an app game like a rogue game uh you die everyone the point is to literally die but the um the 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 if you die last the more you keep essentially so if you die first you get jack shit and so it just kind of gathers up and then uh the next round you keep the stuff from the last round and you continue on the next death run it's actually really cool uh like a, a roguelike tabletop yeah that's rad that's cool it's like you're playing 80s like but for on your table that's i'm all about it 
Yeah, no, like the, the, cool point, the point is to literally die. It's endless rooms and endless traps and it's, it's super fun. Um, it's actually something I, I might probably want to do with us sometime. Absolutely. <laughs> Hashtag first to die here. I'm just calling it. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm already planning on ways for you to die in Katie's game. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, me and Katie are working on your backstory. You're fucked. You're, you're oh, dead. It's yeah. a lord already. Uh, yeah, that's fucking awesome. I, I love hearing stories about people dying in D&D. It's hilarious because uh, you don't have to deal with the actual ramifications. Yes. <laughs> I, 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 think it, I think it was Winston Churchill that said, uh, the best war is the one where no one dies or something. I trendicated that, but it's basically like about video games for the most part. Um, anyway, we're going to, it's a thing. Look it up. <laughs> How many video games were there in like the 1940s? No, no, I'm saying you can apply it to video games. Okay. I was yeah. like, oh, I think your time periods are mixed up here. <laughs> He's a time traveler. Winston Churchill, time traveler. That's why he drinks all the time. <laughs> I'd watch that TV show. Character sheet it. Yes. <laughs> time... Winston Churchill, Time Wizard. That's the next. You can be the Chronomancer. Chronomancer. <laughs> Winston Churchill, the Chronomancer. There's a lot of. We have to build a whole lot of lore for that to work out. Also, fuck Chronomancers. Anyway, he's basically I fucking hate any Time Wizard in any style of D and D games. They wreck games. I hate Chronomancers. He's, so what you're saying is he's like a British Rick Sanchez, for the most yeah. part. Yeah, yeah, he's Rick Sanchez. <laughs> Wubble up a tub dog. Or sorry, wubble up a tub dog. Wubble up a tub dog. Keep calm and fuck off. <laughs> oh, that's oh. funny. Oh, uh, we have funny. to move. We have to move on. I'm upset that we have to, but we have to move on <laughs> to uh, our, our, our last bits of the night, which is the hills we die on. Uh, and uh, for those who haven't been around and haven't seen this before, it's where we take really dumb and ridiculous things and we argue about them because that is just the world we live in. Uh, and I know that Shannon kind of has one already lined up and that's yeah. all you. Um, bread and butter pickles are instruments of Satan and they fucking suck. Disgusting. Every time, like, okay, before <laughs> COVID was a fucking thing, I'd go to a fucking, like, with my grandparents, I'd go to, like, these really bland-ass salad bar, like, buffet things. So they'd have pickles and they'd look like normal pickles. And I'm like, oh, hot damn, I'm ready for a nice, crispy, savory dill pickle. Nope, I got punked. That's a motherfucking... They're the, they're the oatmeal raisins of the pickle world. And they I'm will just trick like, you, and they fuck the you. fuck likes these? And I know who it is. My mother. And people like my mother. They like these bread and butter pickles, and it's just a personality flaw. I do not trust you. <laughs> I do not fucking trust you with anything. If you like bread and butter pickles, you fucking suck, and you need to reevaluate your life. Okay. I'm I'm on the top of that hill with you <laughs> every single inch of the way. I, I hate them. And it's I, the worst trick ever. Or like if someone makes you a sandwich and it's like, oh yeah, pickles, great, neat. Blah, kill me. Why it? are they sweet? Why are pickles sweet? It's the stupidest it, it, thing. And the thing is, it's it's not just sweet, it's like a gross sweet. It, it, it's, a, it's, yeah. a, it's like a sweet that doesn't taste good. It's, you know? it's like the, it tastes like the smell of decaying stuff. Yes. The way. Like de decaying oh. fruit to where it's kind of sweet, oh but also has like a sting God. to it. That's what they taste like, is the way decaying fruit smells. So I, I have 
I, so I don't eat. I don't, <laughs> Sorry. I, I don't eat wasabi for a very similar reason. I think that it tastes the way that spray paint smells. I cannot get past the wasabi taste because of it. I know it's weird. No, I actually um, completely agree. I love really? super spicy stuff, but for some reason, and I think it's so it's aromatic spice, like um, same thing with like sriracha or horseradish. I like sriracha. It's the the spice that like hits your nose rather than your tongue. I, I'm not a fan of like I'll eat habaneros all day, but like a little bit of horseradish and like it, it just clogs up my eyes and it, it's it has that that's a good way of putting it. It's like the way spray paint smells when I get it, like my whole face just like hurts. I'm not a fan. I don't like wasabi. I don't like bread and butter pickles. No. Yeah. Uh-uh. No. Yeah, no. I'm, I, I'm, 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 dying on, I'm dying on that hill and killing every single person that doesn't agree with this. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just bury you in bread and butter juice. I'm just, I'm just saying there's a, there's, a pickle ge- there, there's a pickle genocide about to happen, and I'm the one starting it. <laughs> Damn. That's a Rick Sanchez move right there. <laughs> It reminds me of the episode where they're like trying to find a planet and just like the entire planet's corn. And he's just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everything's made of corn. That was super funny. We're going now. <laughs> oh God, it's corn. Everything is corn. Oh goodness. Um, all right, Sam, what you got? Uh, I'm. I, or do you have a good one? I've got a medium I, one. <laughs> I've, I've, I've got one that might spark some flack, but I don't think it won't be, I don't think it'd be that big of a deal. So what do you got? Mine's medium too. I'll go, this is a a little weirder. I got into this the other day with somebody and I just think objectively cold foods are better than all hot foods. Um, I just think there's a better plethora of cold food, even like food that shit, like I like cold pizza better than hot pizza. I like cold noodles better than hot noodles. And I feel like, like sometimes, like when you eat really salty stuff, it just makes you want more. I feel like hot food tricks you, and because like you, there's a lot of anticipation and you get excited. It's all about the foreplay, and you're just smelling it, and you're kind of waiting for it, and then you just shove your fucking face in, and it's not even that great. You're just anticipating it, man. But cold food's always there for you, and it always tastes good. And tastes as long as it stays cold, it just tastes the same. It's perfect. It doesn't change on you. It's just better. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I've been hurt. <laughs> Hurt you? But, Does somebody burn your tongue uh, or something when you eat a hot I soup? Burn my tongue. I'm really bad about food anticipation because I, I do this to myself. Like you put pasta in front of me, and I'll sit here and salivate until it's fine, and then just like draw my face in and eat it so fast. I'm like a, a prison, like a convict, trying to not get fucking my food stolen oh. in the in the in the cafeteria, and, just... and then I feel bad. But a salad, a nice, delicious, well-made salad, I'll savor that bitch. It's I great. Just, it's so much better. I want to turn that into a gif of you just. Here's okay. So here's what I would say about this. First off, you're wrong, but also, <laughs> but also I kind of get it. And, and the one thing that cold food has in terms of advantage over hot food is that shit takes time to cook. Shit takes time to prepare. I'm a lazy fuck. So cold food for me, it's like, I can just kind of grab and go, you know, whether that's uh, hard boiled eggs or, or sandwiches or whatever, it's there for you. Ease, ease of access. And that I can get on a hill for, but mm-hmm. to just object, just plainly black and white say, oh, hot, hot food. I, like, eh. I just think, and again, I, there are, there's just more better stuff. And also like, there's a, there's a, I think that your palate can't handle heat. Like sometimes you lose track of what flavors are. Uh, but with, with cold stuff, it's just 
much easier. It's just, there's so much stuff that just tastes better. That's cold. Also, like cold fruit. There's nothing better than cold watermelon. Like it's just oh, yeah. cold food is just better. Like hot food is great sometimes, but not all the time. And it tricks you and it makes you feel bad. It's, just, it's rude. Uh, but cold he food, I just tongue on ramen too many times. I'll always pick it better. I like my ramen cold too, dude. I do these and now I do like mm. all make sort of noodles. Uh-huh. So not like uh-huh. hold. Uh-huh. Hold on. Uh-huh. No, I'm there's this whole style of <laughs> Japanese food that's cold noodles. Oh, cold yeah. noodles is a style of food. I know, and, but you, you have to like you have to boil the noodles first. So zarusoba, the buckwheat noodle, is the cold noodle, and somen, same thing. But it's intentionally supposed to be served cold. There's also you can have that's hot exactly versions of both about. of those noodles, and they'll taste different. And the cold one is better. I'm just, I'm just. That's just my hell. I'm just saying. Cold, cold I like noodles, the cold stuff better. Cold noodles make me sad. <laughs> See, sir, like when they're intentionally supposed to be cold, fine. I have that fine. But if it's something that was made like cold pasta, let's say I have leftover pasta, I'm sure as hell heating that fucking up because eating that like sad out of the takeout container with the cold red sauce, are you fucking kidding me? No, That's like gazpacho. That's like salsa. Right, though. You're proving like, right, hot food's better. Is, like, your hot food, no, your hot food was only good for a moment. It's just a little bit, and then suddenly, like, then you can't, you just, you have to do shit to it. Like, it loses its value after, what, like, eight minutes in the open air? Fuck that, man. I'm investing in gold. The dollar's dying, man. If it only lasts a little bit. See, I like it. experiences. You should invest so. in Earth, you should invest in Earth 2 Square. I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs> and also, reheated pasta is not good either, because, no, like, all the, but that's why you the go- sauces all melt out of it. It's not good, and then it's just chunky and gross. I mean, what fucking salt? What's what fucking pasta are you eating if it's not good reheated up? Is that Chef Boyardee, motherfucker? Like, damn. Wait, wait, but I, but I like Chef Boyardee when it's cold. That's fine. I eat my spaghettios cold. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Cold spaghettios are hill. fire. I'm on that. <gasps> I'm on that hill. Sorry, I, my Italian just kind of left up out of my body and like you in the anime with my soul anymore, leaving like, my like, her her, uh, her her subtitles <laughs> shrieks in Italian. Shrieks in Italian. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, your Italian soul died. You can't eat cheese anymore. No more cannolis for you. There's a couple of things that don't have dairy, but it's not the same. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's me. I just I I always will pick a cold food over a hot food. I'm like one foot up on the Sorry. hill because I do like cold <laughs> You're like foods. Sam mad at me. <laughs> I'm like I have a foot on the hill. Like that's I'm fair. like I'm standing off of the hill, but I got my left foot on there. You just you're just there it. for the watermelon. <laughs> for the cold fruits and ice creams, I, I'll be which like, I can't have anymore. I'm gonna be like one fifth with a way up. Like I'm twenty percent on that hill. Like, I'm, I'm <laughs> I'll there. take that. I'll, I know I'll mostly be alone. Uh, again, <laughs> when I got his argument the other day, I also ended up very alone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I figure out I'm gonna die up here alone, eating my cold noodles. <laughs> It'll be great. Yeah, street news, baby. Street cold. Street news, your sad cold street news. Yeah, man, absolutely. I like sad cold street. It's like it's like it's like gilf noodles right there. Jesus. You got gilf noodles? (laughs) Just cold and sad. (laughs) God, there's a lot of warm, lovely gilfs. Don't be mean to them. Oh, that was was so bad. Uh, (laughs) Um, let's see. For my. Yeah, yeah, for my for my hills to die uh maybe medium ish as well i think that um if you know what you want to do when you go to college i don't think you should be mandated to do the first two years 
where it's like, you know, here's all your, here's all your general stuff. Oh you yeah, know? that bullshit. I think, like, I, I, like the more I think about it, especially with the cost of college, it's like, dude, if I already know what I want to do, like, just go let me fucking do it. You know, I should not have to sit here doing a year of history, a year of philosophy, you know, like, no, like, you know, I understand, like, you know, be well-rounded or whatever. Sure, fine. But you know what? Like, the way, the more I think about it, the more I, I really think about it, it just, it feels like such a fucking racket to me. And it is. Like, it, it is. It, it you're really you're is. right. <laughs> and I just, because I mean, I, I think of it in the same way I think of high school, where it's like, yeah, I learned things in high school. Do I use the things in high school? Not really. In the same way that I don't care about like my uh, Western civilization uh, before the Thirty Year War uh, class. I don't give a shit. I'm not using this in the real world. Why am I paying for this? I'm I'm paying for classes I do not need because you say I need them. Fuck that. This the administration a, needs bigger offices and to uh, have a bigger pool in their backyard. That's why. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I, this goes, do you remember a few weeks ago you were talking about public schools as well? Yeah. It's the same thing. Like once again, like that, the racket you're talking about is a full racket. Like we are still in an industrial complex in the way our schools work. Like the whole idea of being well-rounded, that means nothing. That was only used to get people smart enough to make it to work on time. So they go to their fucking factory and they didn't have to be in the house while the parents were at work. It's the only reason they do that. And the first two years of college is just overflow from that old high school concept of doing your old, and, doing like getting a mix of everything. And here's the thing. It's a uniquely American thing too. Like if you were to go- if you were to go to the UK, it would only be two years. If you go to Australia, it's only two years. Like they don't waste your fucking time or money, uh, you know, doing these bullshit classes. Like they're, they, we're, you're here, you're, you're paying us. We're going to get you to where you need to be. And I, I thought about this today, especially because I'm staring down the barrel of a $50,000 student loan. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's just, and I have, I, we have to start paying starting february and it, and it and it kind of freaks me out a little bit you know good thing we didn't elect bernie because <laughs> he was just gonna be like no fuck that shit nobody needs to pay those stupid ass student loans i think what bothers me the most is like literally everyone in the democratic party even a lot of people in the republican party was like hey maybe we should do something about this and biden's like i could do something but i'm not gonna do it i'm like centrist motherfuckers it's so infuriating but, but the biggest i mean I, i'm it's actually i love that you brought that up because I, i'm i mean i'm 100 on board i think you're completely right because it really does it's it's just another example of how we've we've kind of indoctrinated ourselves to think it's mm -hmm. normal but like that's not normal and like that's there's so many things that are traditionally american that are not normal at all uh in mm -hmm. the rest of the world and that's one of them like there's we take advantage of our students which is such a weird thing like students are our future like it's supposed to we're supposed to help them, turn well, them into good things. But instead we bore the fuck out of them well, in their freshman year and, and kids drop out of school and don't specialize. And the thing is, it's like, you know, it's, it's all about being debt slaves because regular slaves is a little unappealing nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little, wow. Unless you're in the Pokemon world. Salts, uh, yeah. salts, salts. Uh, but the thing is, it's, I just, we, we have an opportunity to do something. It's not like we don't have the money. If anything, coronavirus has proved we definitely have the fucking money mm -hmm. to do something about this. It's just that without it, 
so many institutions have issues like the military and and the fact is is like you know if the federal government was a bank in terms of student loans it would be the largest bank in the world and so you're basically telling the guys who own the bank hey go out of business you know and and I mean, again, like it's all, all these problems are, okay, we're getting really political, we don't need to do this, but it, yes. it is, it is, it is interesting to note that the, the problem is not, there's not like a singular problem. And when people talk about how revolutionaries are bad and these like progressives are bad, like, because they want to change a lot, like, because a lot needs to be changed. Like, how do you mm-hmm. make it work? Fucking turn it upside down, hit it with a hammer, change it, burn it, burn yeah. the system. I mean, they, they can't change that because how else will they get a bunch of people so desperate to go to college that they just join the military to get free education? That's the military well, industrial complex. And, mm-hmm. and I think it, I think it was Galileo or Copernicus who said it best where every new idea is heresy. Uh, yeah. On that, <laughs> sure. on that, yeah. <laughs> On that note, put that on uh, t-shirt. We could. On that note, we're wrapping this thing up. We're up uh, on that hill together. It's a very big mountain. Yes. <laughs> yes sure. Shana, where can we find you? Y'all two are so friendly on your mountains. I'm alone on mine. Stop eating. <laughs> stop eating weird, cold, sad, moisty ass noodles. You. I fuck. don't eat salad. <laughs> I don't eat salad. I'd rather um, eat a salad than sad noodles. <laughs> sad gilf noodles. Son, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Throw some bread and butter pickles in there. Don't no <laughs> fucking hurt you. Get out of here with that shit. Disgusting. Anyway, uh, you can find me at Shani Bees. That's S-H-A-N-I-B-E-Z because I can't spell it break her, her fucking again? head. <laughs> um, on Twitch, we made over 700 followers in 2020. I hope to make 1k by end of february but that might be asking for too much who knows anyway i'm also uh at twitch at the same one and then shady brunetti on instagram socials may go underneath the video i don't fucking know anyway next <laughs> um again i'm uh i'm zach uh you can find me you sure on- are <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think maybe uh, you can really you can find me that many places. I'm really only on Instagram at zclap1, zklapp1. Um, but then I am uh, getting so many things edited by this summer. I will have so many fun things that'll be in uh, underneath in the counter in the thing or whatever. Uh, but look for becoming famous, a fun TV show that is finally actually getting edited, and then Star Wars season deliver a bounty hunter story, which is some short films me and sam worked on together and then uh they've been in editing for two years it's kind of like the mandalorian but different <laughs> yeah uh but we definitely made an episode like two years ago that looks a lot like one of their episodes oh no oops they just we didn't release it in time so now people will be like you copied them and i'll be like i wrote that three years ago but, no uh, um, anyway yeah that's it that's me thanks let's what do you see. You can find me at Slammy Sammy Lock on the Instagrams. You can find me at Slammy Sammy Lock on the Twitters. You can find me at Sammy Lock on Tiki Talkies, where I make Tiki Talkies sometimes. You can find me at Steam Bunny Productions uh, on the YouTubes, where I do funny things sometimes. And of course, you can find uh, Chuckle Sluts pretty much everywhere at anywhere at this point. Just type us in the search engine, you'll definitely find us, or use our link tree in pretty much anywhere that we have on our platforms. Uh, but link more. Tree? We have a link. We have OnlyFans. Uh, we should. <laughs> <laughs> just it's it's just guy feet all all day every day. Hey man, you and can me make a pronouncing dinosaur names. And, and I think it's a great idea. Just getting like that's it's that's so funny. Do like ASMR, ASMR. you reading dinosaur names really like as best you can. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> 
And then uh, just real, and then on top of that, our Twitch will be kind of kicking up here sooner than later, definitely sometime within the month. So uh, I, we will definitely let everyone know that it exists and yeah. it exists. Mm -hmm. um, other than that, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening or thank you for watching. Uh, without you, this is not worth doing. And we will definitely see you next week. Hey. Hey. See you then. <laughs>